Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast brought to you by Huntworth. Huntworth bringing you quality packs and clothing at a price you deserve. Check them out at HuntworthGear.com. And I just got some of their uh, heat boost stuff in, uh, getting ready to go down to Ohio for, um, you know, the rutcation. Uh, trying to catch the deer on that uh, seeking phase, uh, kind of when they're moving around, hitting scrapes. Um and not uh, in the chasing uh, lockdown type peak rut. Uh, I'm trying to get that pre-rut uh, action going and uh, real excited to be testing out their uh, heat boost stuff. Um, used it uh, over the weekend and uh, temperatures weren't weren't that cold, uh, but I did uh, do some duck hunting and I had the vest on underneath my waders and it was it was pretty phenomenal and the bulk aspect of it is completely negligible um you would think that you had on something that was uh early season um from what it is it super super awesome super warm stuff um like i say i got to try it down at the uh mobile hunters expo and finally got it to in my hands to use on the uh deer hunting side of it and their jacket uh for all you saddle hunters out there they're like colder weather series um, jackets, but the the heat boost jacket uh, does have uh, the pockets like on the like breast pockets uh, to put your hands in. Um, 
So you you actually have pockets that are viable uh, when sitting in the saddle. So that's one of the things that I'm super pumped about. Um, so got to say shout out to uh, Huntworth for uh, listening to us and um, you know making making clothing that uh, that's good for the saddle hunter too. Um, super excited about that. So, uh, anyways, this podcast we're talking about uh, our our recent deer camp. You know, Deer Hunter Podcast and uh, Hunting Beast Latitude. Those guys had uh, a deer camp the same weekend, and they've got a podcast out talking about that. And uh, Kevin and I were texting back and forth, saying pretty pretty cool that we did it on the same weekend. And you know, I, I think that's a testament to like what we're. Uh, about here um both kevin and i of the deer camp aspect of it that that you know michigan tradition uh getting guys together uh having fun uh sitting around the fire talking and hunting the, the buck pole um all of that stuff um is is invaluable you know this during this hunt we're up in an area with super spotty service um, so no, you know, you're not on your phone, you're, you're actually engaged with the people that are around you and you're, you know, kind of isolated. We were, we were up there. I mean, the, yeah, there was, um, grocery store nearby. We weren't in the middle of nowhere. Um, but I literally spent, I think $9 that weekend. Um, and that was buying two sodas to, uh, uh, and and some chips, but to to congratulate Josh Mapes on his and his deer and kind of breaking the ice, getting everybody um, getting everybody going on uh, on killing deer. And uh, what an amazing experience! I'm so glad to be able to share it with the people that support the show, um, and that it was special for them too. Um, you know, Patreon, you think of as uh, you know just giving us money, and uh, we do giveaways. We just announced our giveaways for the third quarter tonight, and you know, all of that is just to say thank you. And I wanted something special to be able to, you know, offer guys who really and truly support us in what we're doing. And I'm really glad that the feedback was so good. But uh, tonight we got uh, myself, Frank, Ernie, and John just to kind of talk about, you know, our experiences, what we took away, uh, what we see in the future for it, and uh, and all of that. So, you know, if you guys are patreons and supporting the show we really do appreciate it but we want this to be you know something for you you know we're trying to do as much as we can to give back um and uh, take advantage of some of those things join that marco polo group get to know some of the guys you know um you know we are building a community so um if, if you're supporting us, thank you so much, but you know, you there's so much more to, to get out of it. If, if you're not, uh, involved with that, uh, community, a bunch of great guys. Um, but you know, shout out to, to all the sponsors, um, latitude gave away a bunch of stuff. Trophy line came through, gave away a bunch of stuff. Um, Huntworth, we gave away a bunch of Huntworth stuff, Spartan forge, um, zingers came through huge and, uh, we give away, uh, stuff every quarter from, uh, most of those companies, Huntworth, uh, Spartan Forge, and Zinger, um, Lucky Buck as well, um, they give away 
either uh, some of their uh, seed product if you're here in Michigan where you can't use the the mineral or they give away a bucket of the mineral um you know, the, the, these guys just support us. And then so this quarter, um, we're going to be giving away. I got to get with Tim and figure out how we're going to do it. But I want to give away one of the adjustable red dots. I don't feel like we talk about that um, enough. And just super easy target acquisition for guys that have trouble with a peep site, for guys that have trouble, um, you know, getting on the deer. Uh, you know, Josh Mapes, you know, probably if he was using a red dot, probably could have had a buck killed. Um, you know, he couldn't see his pins. Um, forgot to replace the battery in the light and, uh, you know, uh, and he's going to love this cause I love to, uh, you know, kind of take shots at him, uh, when I can and, uh, congratulations, Josh. He, he got a saddle up there and, uh, he's already killed a deer out of it. So, um, <laughs> awesome from, from that side of it. But, um, and th- this quarter we're going to give away a bow again. Um, so, um, not sure what we're going to be giving away. Got to get with Huntworth, see what we're giving away. You know, fresh into the fourth quarter. Um, got to see uh, what we've got coming down the pike uh, as far as giveaways go. Um, but we try and give away, give back, do as much as we can. Um, but we appreciate every single one of you. Um, thank you so much. And I hope uh, listening to this episode, you'll get kind of an idea of, um, you know, what it, what the whole patreon thing is all about and and what we're trying to do with it so uh as always thank you for listening enjoy the episode all right everybody welcome back to another episode of the bow hunter chronicles podcast adam john ernie and uncle frank gonna do a little recap of our uh patreon deer camp and uh from all the feedback that i got the experience that that I had there, um, I think it went phenomenal. Um, I know, uh, the deer hunter podcast guys, they just had a, a deer camp up with Dan Infault and the latitude guys, um, Aaron Blysey and, uh, they same weekend and, uh, had a, had a great time too. But, um, I think there's something, I mean, they went out and they, killed some bucks and i think they killed a a one doe and they were hunting hard and you know i'm sure they had fun but so ours was more you know first of all it was for the patreons and it was like kind of like a a learning uh weekend um kind of but i just want to go like around the the room like john what uh so what's your experience or (laughs) john's john's been on the road eating truck stop food for the last four days four days it appears as though we're gonna pay for that now (laughs) no he's gonna make a mad dash for the door here shortly but uh so like john your like history of like michigan like deer camp did did you grow up like having deer camp or going to deer camp Anything of that nature? Actually, n- not really. No, it's like the gear. I always heard about them. Like going up to the UP, my dad always went, Uncle Frank. And the year before I turned 14 to go to gun camp, there was like a riff or whatever falling out. And so when I turned 14, my dad and I went up by my, by ourselves. But then we did have, we always had like a cabin that we went to as like a family friend. And, you know, there was kind of like the camp feel there, but it was never like a big camp. 
So that's basically like my first big deer camp like that. Like, so it was like kind of a first time for me too. So Ernie, what about you? Like when you were growing up or when you were coming out deer hunting? Cause I feel like the, it's definitely a Michigan thing. I mean, I'm sure that other states do it, but I think Michigan's, um, deer hunting tradition and you see it with the hunting public and jake and his family where they do their their deer camp but um but i think it's something that's kind of going away a little bit it definitely has in in our family really um but for you ernie like was that ever was that a thing oh yeah 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 um of course you started when you're 14 uh it was a gun camp it was at my grandfather's place that we've always had in lake county when you were 13 Thanksgiving weekend, you were able to go sit with my father, and he kind of broke in on trying to be quiet and trying to sit still and stuff. So 14 was a big deal. You know, you'd go up there, and uh, it'd be mostly family with maybe one or two close friends, but there'd be eight, eight nine, ten people. And it was a, a serious hunt camp, and they played their little cards at night table full of pennies, you know, and you'd watch as a youngster do dishes. You know, you grew up in that environment and then you graduated. You waited for the next young guy to come along and take your place, you know. But it was a, kind of a serious hunting camp, but it was it was enjoyable. You said all day. I mean, it was, you went out there and you'd, my dad would walk away in the dark and come back in the dark and get you, you know, when you were little. It was some long days, but you learned how to sit. So I appreciate that. Frank? Well, as far as, as, as camps go, uh, with my brother-in-law, Phil, uh, we used to, you know, maybe three, four guys, you know, all in a camper together, you know, in a truck camper, not a, <laughs> not a regular trailer. So it was a little intense you know but it was a it was like a camp but that was, it was you know more or less like say gun serious gun you know not a real you know camp situation and then when john and i started going to the up and stuff you know that was that was more of a camp you know you said a big wall tent yeah stuff. we had a big wall tent up there and stuff with a stove in it and you know uh, used a generator for for lights we had lights and stuff inside but that was a that was a pretty cool experience, you know. That was my first taste of, you know, the actual hunting, you know, in any any situation, you know, because you get up there in the UP, you didn't know if it was going to snow or what, you know, and we ran into that a few times, you know. But and then, like John said, when things kind of fell apart on that, we never had a camp after that. This was our my first experience with uh, this many people. I'm telling <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, we'll this get was, in, we'll know. get into that in just a second. But like, so me, you know, we. Frank and Ernie have been up there. I can't get John to make the trip, but the oh, he'll go to Montana though. Yeah, the the, uh, <laughs> the the place in the UP. And what's funny is John's buddy thought this camp was going to be in the UP, so he's like, "Yeah, just pick me up, <laughs> come along." <laughs> right. Um, but you know, my family's had a forty acres in the UP since the Depression, and then they had a little tiny. I mean, I don't. What would you say that that main room is ernie in the front yeah including just the kitchen and sitting area yeah uh 
16 by 20. Yeah. yeah. And that, so they had that and that was, that was deer camp. And then I think in the late seventies, they put on the bunkhouse in the back, which is about the same size, but it's, it's a little longer, five sets of bunk beds and a double bed. Yeah. But they used to have in that front room, 11, 12 guys just wow. in that room. And they would sleep underneath the table, sleep on the table, um, <laughs> all that stuff. And then, like, at the height of it, when I was going up there, because I the oldest grandkid, but then when my cousins and brothers all got up there and before sports got involved and people got married or, you know, went to college or whatever, you know, there was – everything was full. People were sleeping out in the front room. And then there was a, a camper outside or they were sleeping in the pole barn. So, I mean, we would have 15 guys, 11, 12 guys for opening day. But, you know, when you guys say like a serious deer camp, everybody is up there to kill deer. But I don't think that they were like the serious type hunter. It was the, yeah, that's... It was the bait pile. And it was, you know, much like our buck pole ended up on Saturday night, you know maybe one good buck and whatever else walk by, you know, kind of a brown it's down situation. Um, but that was, you know, the Michigan guy who just wants to get his deer or wants to get away, have, you know, that camaraderie type camp experience. And so like, I feel like when we were like in Ohio, like we got to have some of that, but, um, but yeah, so, how this whole thing kind of came about is, you know, my buddy Walter, who does the Jason Tales podcast, he's like, I'm going to have a Patreon deer camp. And I, I was like, okay, that sounds cool. But it seemed like a big logistical, like, nightmare. And then, you know, the style of hunting, you know, I've talked about this recently, but, like, the style of hunting that we do ends up kind of being like a solo venture, you know, you're trying to find these bucks and you're trying to go deep and get away from people on public land. And, uh, so I was like, yeah, I don't know about that. Like, it seems like a big, big to do. And then, you know, one of the Patreons, Tyler, he was like, you know, with our group on Marco Polo, like we should try to put together a deer camp. Like, it'd be really cool, you know, to go just find a piece of public land and try and do a deer camp. And then a couple of the guys came over and turkey hunted with, and then Tim Clark and those guys come over and we had them on the podcast. You guys can go back and listen to that. But, um, and that was a lot of fun, you know, cause those guys were seeing new terrain. They were seeing how I hunted, seeing how, you know, we did things on this side of the state, I guess. And they're like, man, we should do this for deer camp. And Tim's like, we need to make it happen. So I was like, all right. So right then and there, I looked at it and said, okay, we're going to do this. And so I kind of started putting a bug in you guys. You're like, hey, we're going to gonna do a deer camp. And uh, we've got a little piece of camping property, which I thought had pretty liberal rules as far as like what you could and couldn't do up there. But we found out that was a lot. <laughs> Pushed well, them to the you, limits. You can't, you can't pop up a small village. Well, yes, you can. Apparently we could. <laughs> Yeah, a, they just didn't know it. They didn't know. Um, Ends up, it was fine. But, uh, but yeah. So, and there's a ton of public land, and I looked at the 
schedule and said like this will be it's not opening weekend it's not into the rut you know i i mean i think it was about the perfect weekend to do it because yeah. yeah we had great weather and stuff I mean, well the weather was perfect yeah. you're not tearing somebody away from something they got going you yeah. know pre-rut yeah. or rut so that's cool but so i i start trying to figure it out and getting my property set up to and when i say property it's not like it is literally a uh, hundred feet by a hundred and fifty feet, so it's not. It was not like it's not a hundred and fifty acres. <laughs> it's not like this big property. And my my buddy has property that butts up against it. That's so my property's three lots, and he's got ten lots, but five of them are cleared, probably. So I'm like, yeah, we could do a deer camp here. So I put put out the bat signal and holy shit <laughs> i mean like you know i thought you know a couple of guys might show up you know it'd be be good you know just test the waters get this thing on the going and like it was like i'm coming i'm coming i'm coming brian came from rhode island michael from texas yeah. we had eric from new york iowa alex came yeah, from right. iowa yeah. And then uh, Chicago. I just drove through Iowa today. <laughs> Jason, um, I was thinking of Alex. Yeah, Wyatt and Jason come up from, from from Illinois, and you know, then the Michigan guys, and you know, and then there was guys that couldn't make it. Stan was going to come from Washington, um, and then a couple other Michigan guys. But I was telling Frank and Ernie and John, like, like well, how many guys do you think you're going to be able to get up there, and you know, whatever. And I said, well, 30. He said, well, excuse me? <laughs> like, huh? Like, where are they going? What are you going to do? I'm like, ah, you know, it'll be fine, I think. It'll be it'll be okay. Um, yeah, I rolled in that Thursday night, like 1130, and I was like, holy shit. It's <laughs> a village. I'm like, well, I could see it from, I mean, it's back in there off the little main road, and I'm like, it was definitely a village. Like I seen lights here and fire going, and there was like eighteen trucks parked. Yeah, we got to do something about the parking next yeah. time if we yeah. do it again, man. I'll tell you. But we, you know, so we get this thing set up, and you know, a lot of the guys. Well, and this is one of the other funny things. And Ernie, you uh, can probably, you know, uh, expound on this a little bit, but like. You know, I drove up there when I was working on the property and I've been, you know, going up there camp and I drive by and there's, it's all state land and there's deer all over. I mean, you can't drive down the road without seeing deer across the road. So I'm like, I know there's a lot of deer. I know there's a lot of hunters up there, but there's 50,000 acres. Just what starts less than a mile away. Oh yeah. Just to the south. Yeah. Every direction. And it's no antler point restrictions. So these guys coming from out of state didn't have to you know, worry about, you know, buying a tag and then having to let something walk or whatever. Um, and, you know, for guys that are these big buck conservationists and they want to, you know, they're chasing antlers, like they probably got to look back at themselves when they were just starting out or when they hadn't killed a whole bunch of deer, you know, to, to kind of appreciate what was going on there. But it was a chance to get some under your belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, the the whole thing was like these guys are like, well, you know, you're familiar with the area, you know. And I'm like, I haven't hunted here. You know, well, that's like, the same thing. <laughs> a couple of them asked me. I says, Wednesday's the first day I stepped foot on this <laughs> stuff around here. 
I said, I come up and put that power panel up, <laughs> you know, months ago, but, you know. That's my so first. that's why that's what we're going to do. I'm doing the same thing you are. Right. That was my first time being here. Scout and hunt. Your lot. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, I, but I think that was a really good way to kind of show these guys kind of like how we hunt, right? I mean, because yeah. that wasn't like just out of the blue, like we didn't know what we were doing either. I mean, right. it was, I mean, we, world's worst bow hunter, right? Like I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. But we just looked at it and said, okay. And then we had some really great guys. That's what I was going to say. Like, we had we had, um, Tim come Tim in. Clark. Tim Clark. And then we had um, Tom. 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 Now, Tom Tom's was a like, huge help. Yeah. Like, he was – Tom come in, and he's he was getting ready to, he's getting ready to move out to Montana. Right. He might, he's he's on now. his way there now. Yeah. And, yeah, he come up. And put the time in, like he going went went down and scouted some spots, found some good tracks and even some buck tracks. And he was like, "All right, who wants to go?" Like, yeah, he took several guys over there. Right. Well, yeah, he come talk to me that second day, and he says, "Man, this is cool. You guys go out and find these locations. You just put these guys there." He said, and then the next day it was like he hit it hard, and he had three other guys with him. You know, right. So well, that was he, cool. He enjoyed it, and we enjoyed it. Like, for me, I got up there late. I didn't, you know, we slept in. I brought my son up. He hadn't shot his bow or anything. Matter of fact, he didn't even bring his driver's license to get his hunting license. So then that first night that I was going to hunt, I hadn't even looked at the maps or anything. And then Pat was like, hey, well, you can come with me. I'm like, all right. You know, so he had hunted there the day before or that morning. Yeah, me and Pat. So so Pat was a super huge help. He, yeah. he came up like the weekend before. He had scouted up there one time. Then he came up there and met me, and we scouted around. And then he was on the property with me. So he's like, I'm going to be up here Wednesday night. And I was like, okay, well, this is going to go here. This is going to go here. If people come, you know, he, and he was, he did get the fort holder uh award that also had welded on the back of it camp bitch so <laughs> should have been the king of pasta too because oh my god you made a lot of pasta yeah. <laughs> but yeah so he brought me with him so that was another thing like well yeah oh awesome and uh, and it did work that really worked out better than i thought it was after we realized like this was a village but it was right. it was smooth but not only that like Tim and Tom, Pat, like those guys all, they were sharing the knowledge. Like, okay, find the acorn, find the, like that train up there is a bunch of pines mixed with hardwoods. And the spots that were hot oh, yeah. were the, were, were the acorns were dropping. So that was like, you know, that was knowledge that some guys up there probably didn't know much about. Well, what was super cool is I talked to, to Chris, one of the guys and his brother Jack was up there and he says, he says, after the fact, you know, he said, I, I looked at Jack and I said, do you know how much knowledge we got? Like we had access to in just one weekend, like those couple days. Right. Like, you know, and just being able to walk into the woods with somebody or see someone that was successful and ask them or that was seeing deer and you weren't seeing deer and say, okay, what are you doing? Like, why did you right. go there? Why did you look at that on the map? Cause like. Like Joe and Josh were on deer immediately, and Joe runs the Generations to Hunt podcast. And if you reach out to him, ask him what his mama didn't raise, 
Um, <laughs> you are getting him a shirt, right? I, I think we're going to have to have shirts made. Tom said he really wants a shirt. Um, but <laughs> get, message me on the side, I'll tell you. And then Josh Mapes is the guy uh, from Overdrive Outdoors who kills coyotes, but he's a great deer hunter too. But I think being in the woods so much and, you know, watching deer through thermals while you're waiting for coyotes – you know, right. you learn a lot about how deer move, but those guys looked at the map completely different than, than I was. And I think you kind of alluded to it too, uh, Ernie in saying like, you know, all the scouting that we did ahead of time and like going up there and looking around was great, but it didn't mean shit because right. all the deer were where the acorns were. And, right, right. And because of the time of year, like we all dove into these spots that were like not by the road and like everybody was killing deer, like right on the road where the acorns were. Yep. And like they weren't everywhere. No, no, no very, was, very spotty. Yeah, that's like and still dropping. But it was like perfect because uh, you know when we talk to these guys on the podcast who say and in Frank you've said it uh, tons of times, but you're like if there's acorns everywhere, then it's a lot tougher to hunt. But now yeah. there was just acorns here or there, and it took some driving around, looking for tracks, seeing deer across the road, and then you're like. Okay, well, the deer are in there that's for a reason. reason. That's what yeah. you're looking for, you know. Yep. But, Put the two together and go in there. Yeah. But it was just, I mean, so like John, when I, you know, you had never been up there, not even to see the property or like the layout or anything like that. I'm explaining to you, and I'm like, yeah, we're going to have 30 guys up there. <laughs> like, what was your, like, thoughts on, like, the whole um like when you were driving up there, like what did you expect? Well, I wasn't sure what to expect. <laughs> I was like, you know, well, it's gonna. I I was expecting just to go up and have a good time. Like I even, you know, I told my son, I'm like, he wasn't gonna come because he's like, I haven't I haven't shot my bow dad, so I'm not gonna hunt. I'm like, I might not even hunt either. I haven't even, you know, like this might be my only opportunity this this season. But I'm gonna go up and hang out and have a good time because I know that there's gonna be, you know. I wanted to see Pat and Tom, Tim. I wanted to see all the guys, you know, but like to get to hang out with like, you know, like-minded people. I was like, I couldn't wait to get up there. And then. Well, and it was very apparent, like after the first day that it was just looking around, it was like, okay, you could substitute bow hunting for target shooting. And it's like, this is the same thing that we do at the Total Archery Challenge. It's just, we drink a lot more at the Total Archery Challenge because <laughs> you don't have to go out. You don't get to get up early. Well, you know? unless, well <laughs> you're not getting up early. We got up early with, with Tom and Sarah the one year. And, yeah, and, was, and Pat, yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, that was a bet. But we learned our lesson. We didn't do that again. We exactly didn't get right. up early again. We said, oh, did you, you guys take a go. stroll on the mountain that year? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you feel? Oh, yeah. Well, oh. I mean. Like, accomplished that's yeah. how i felt mm. like puking as well like <laughs> but but it was the same thing i mean everybody was just like in the same mind frame like hey you know what do you learn like what did you see what are you doing and then you're swapping stories from like before and things you learned and why you did that and i mean so like so like when tim shot his deer you know that night there was five deer killed mm-hmm. um some one of them already been recovered, you know. Jet and I got back. We had every intention of hunting in the morning, so we left our gear in the tree. But we got back, and it was like there's there's five deer down, and ended up 
Jet and I went with Tim and like six other guys. Like <laughs> we all piled into this excursion and tracked this deer. But what was awesome was like Jack was on that track and he had never done it. And like, and then Tim's explaining like, okay, this is where I, he explained the whole thing when we got in there. He had been out on his little electric bike going around. He found tracks. He found sets of tracks going into this little swale. Two, two different sets on each side, nothing coming out. So then he was like doing the perimeter scan and he could hear acorns drop. And he actually walked in and one hit him in the hat. But so like. You ain't got to oh. get hit in the head to realize <laughs> yeah. this is yeah. the right spot. Huh? Good thing it wasn't watermelons, <laughs> man. I'm telling you but, that. But so the, for him to share that information to guys, you know. Yep. It's just. Well, and if you take just a step back from that, as Tim went over there and checked it out, because Josh seen a buck cross the road right That's there. That's right. Yeah. And he was hunting a different buck. And he, you know, instead of saying, like, I'm going to hold this spot for me. Right. And, and Josh took Kyle with him to hunt the other spot because he seen other deer. And he's like, you know, everybody was helping everybody out. It wasn't like yep. there was nothing right. selfish about it. But Josh tells, you know, hey, there's a buck cross the road right there. And he mm-hmm. goes in there and kills him. I mean. But that, that's what I was going to say, like from, like, we got to do it a little bit in Ohio, but like for guys who, you know, maybe they got one buddy that they can call to help track a deer. They don't really know what to do. Like when I was growing up and we were at this big deer camp and it was granted, it was rifle. Um, so the dynamic was different cause you're sitting there and it's prime time. And then you hear a shot over there and you know your dad's sitting over there or your uncle or your, your brother. And you're like, Oh my gosh, you know? So like, even if you don't aren't successful, even if you don't shoot something like there's that anticipation. And every time when you get back to camp, you're like, what, what'd you see? What do we got? Are we tracking? You know? And like up there, it's like, we got the four wheeler with the trailer and we got the lights and we're like, all right. And it's like a party, you know? And that's, that's what happened with you. And so, you know, for me, it was, you know, I was, uh, I was helping Michael and we went and sat a couple times and then he went with, uh, I forget who he went with someone else who was on deer. And, uh, I went and sat where, where you had yeah. seen a deer and I could have, I could have shot a deer Friday night and it was just through some pine needles at 26 yards. And I was like, I was like, man, I really want somebody to shoot something at this camp. And I'm, it, and that was, that was a thing from like off of the jump. It was like, we're not really passing anything just because we want, <laughs> and I'm not talking about me. It was like, that was like the vibe at camp. It was like, we're, we're here to shoot deer. Right. Well, in, in, in two, it was pretty difficult hunting because the moon was full and those deer were moving during the daytime in the middle of the day, you know? I mean, you you drive around or whatever, you know, or go to get into a spot, and there's already deer there, you know. So right. I told them guys, I said, you know, I said, I, if it was me, you know, I would find them spots, you know, that activity so is and get in there can. and hunt the middle of the day or whatever, you know. Right. Well, like, I mean, they're not going to go too far from the lake. No, no. They're dropping because no. they're, you know, the, the woods are basically all this. There's all kinds of cover throughout that mixed, you know forest with hardwoods and clear cuts clear cuts pines and so they're not gonna they're not gonna go too far like tom's seen those deer two different times during like they bumped them out right one point then he went back to camp got some guys and went back again and they were back again you know the deer were still right there so 
Well, Ernie and I got out and we were checking them that first, second spot. Remember when every, there was turkey shit, turkey tracks, deer shit, deer, the road. Acorns. We get out of the truck and we walked, what, 10 feet or so, and all of a sudden, doo, 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 they left. They were right there alongside the road in the pines, you know. And that was midday, you know. But so I didn't want to, like, wound something or whatever, trying to shoot through something, trying to force it. And I was, I was getting kind of nervous that there was nobody was going to shoot anything because, you know, Joe had passed some deer. And uh, Josh got the full draw on that buck and uh, just wasn't working out. And uh, Chris Burnett, the big tall Chris, he passed a couple does at four steps or something like that. I'm like, come on, guys. Like, we need to shoot something. Like, I passed up. Yeah, you passed (laughs) some deer, a doe and a fawn. Yeah, I could have shot them both. But I mean, that. I I had the. uh, well, I think it was Joe. The, yeah, the, Joe. Joe talked about it. Didn't bother him the, the second night. time. Because, <laughs> 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 like, that first time I got in the camp, he was talking, well, oh, I could have shot a doe, but she, she had a yearling with it. I'm like, and that that's normally how I am, too. Like, I don't. Yeah. Well, I, I Unless told it's like him. a button buck or something. Like, you, you kill the doe, and the, the buck's going to probably stick around because the does will push them bucks off. They're going to run them out of, out of their area so they don't, when they get mature enough, right. they're not going to breed them. But I told I told Joe I said, well, if you shoot the doe and the fawn, like you didn't orphan anything, right? All right. So that's what he did. <laughs> that's what he did. Well, but he said, he said, he said, well, after we get to the buck pole and all that stuff, and he pulls him in, and uh, he says, he says, well. After I passed them, you guys called me a bitch. So, <laughs> so he goes, Mama didn't raise no bitch. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he did her. But yeah. I'm sitting there in the tree. Got an award for it, too. On, on Saturday, and, you know, it was like we had just walked into a spot. It was Nate, Chris, and I told Chris, I said, just go up the edge of this clear cut and walk back in there. And I said, it might be kind of close, but I'm like, that looks like a – that's where kind of where I would want to be if I was just hunting. And I, we just walked down and we ran into another hunter, so we I, we kind of peeled off um, closer than I would have liked to. It wasn't the greatest sign, but I'm sitting in there and all of a sudden, my phone. I look at my phone and I have a missed call from Josh, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then like you shoot that buck, he's like, I shot a doe. And I was like, all right, cool, cool, game and, on. And then it was like. Tim's like Tim shot a Tim shot a buck, good buck. So, okay, so I text you guys, Ernie and Frank, and they're like, "We got to help Jason. He shot a doe." And so I'm like, "Holy shit!" And then I like on Facebook Messenger, Joe's like, two down." Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, you know. But so then I'm texting everybody, trying to figure out like what's we you know what's the plan for for this, and so we get back and. Uh, Josh is he shot it and it ran down this ravine up the other side and then back down and uh he's like I'm gonna need some help so I'm like okay and uh so they all sent me pins where they were at I'm like well we'll go back to camp and so Jack and oh and oh Nate rode with me he he hopped out and uh Michael was there from Texas and I'm like hey have you ever tracked a deer or like you know done this and he's like he's like no not really you know so I'm like, well, hop in, you know, and I'm like, this is the best part, you know, because at that now it's like, okay, we're going to collect them, and you know, luckily, it wasn't, you know, a lot of times, 
more often than you'd like to admit or you think about like with bow shots if you don't see them go down you know there's then the odds go really in your start going the other way and so it's like it's like oh man this could you know for for your situation the more guys the better right you you had eight you know there's there's four of us on josh's deer and i think three guys went with joe but they you know going out there and then having you know your buddies a joke around with and you're oh there's blood there's blood like oh you know and just you get up to it and inevitably like talk about ground shrinkage like (laughs) i I swear it was bigger you know um well the one that uh, we helped jason with yeah you know yeah, talk, yeah. T- talk about that. Like, because so, well, I, I, I was so surprised. He's like, yeah, Jason shot a doe. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so he comes back to camp, you know, and he and he tells us, yeah, I shot this doe. And he's he's showing us the the, the track. Then he tracked the shit out of it, like, you know, yeah. quite shot a ways, really. Yeah, he was, he was walking in. in, you know. Yeah. And the deer had its head down feeding, and he just, you know, he pulled a shot on it. And then he come, and he, he finally he said, I just got, I, I lost blood, you know. And he had tracked it quite a ways, it looked like, but it was a lot mm-hmm. of the, you know, back and forth shit, you know. So then, you know, and we said, well, Ernie and I said, well, we'll go with you, you know, we'll go find, you know, find it. Okay. So we were heading over there, and uh, he goes, well, where it actually ended up is only 149 yards off the road. Yeah. Was it 130? Yeah. Off the road, you know. So we said, well, we'll go in that way. So let you me know. know when we're even. Yeah. We'll park. Well, it was that little swale there, you know. Oh, yeah. So we 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 start in the swale and we and we go through the other side of the swale and he goes, "We're getting pretty close to the last blood." I had them little markers like on there, you know. So we get up there and all of a sudden he, he stops and Ernie's ahead of me and he stops and he goes, "Yeah, the last blood's right up here." And I look to my right and I goes, "Well, here's the deer." <laughs> right I mean, we here. ran right into it. <laughs> it was laying there right to my, and I walked over there and I said, "Well." And he grew horns too. And it was not a doe. <laughs> no. <laughs> so it was a bonus deer. Ended up being a spike horn. Spike right? horn, yes. yeah. Well, and that's one of the things well, like too. Say, where it had its head down though. In you the know, Waco so. County, he was yeah, good. He was good. But that's that's the thing is like you know that's a dude from out of state mm-hmm. who you know didn't necessarily have to worry about that because right, right. because of where we were hunting and right if you and all stuff. If you went north out of camp, right. now you're in the antler part. Yeah, know, antler restriction. restriction. So then it would have been. Or in like, oh. camp. Yeah. yeah. That would have yeah. been a bad, you know, bad deal. We had a lot yeah. of acorns there, though. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was a lot of acorns. <laughs> but. Uh, but then, so now, so then, like, we go track. You guys end up coming over, meeting up with us, you know, at Tim's Deer. Um, then we get back to camp. And in the meantime, TJ is back at camp. And he's like. Changing clothes, getting out knives, getting all this stuff. Well, so out. TJ <laughs> works at a butcher shop, and they do deer processing. And so he built a mobile deer skinning rig yeah. for his hitch, a crank, and yeah, he had a hoist. Yep. And he had all the tubs and bags and everything. Yeah, he pulled it right in between the two campers and went to town, and that was Put impressive. Some light on it, yeah. He said, "What he's been doing it for like a dozen years, twelve oh. years." Out. He does like over a thousand deer a year. Yeah. And what also was cool is we didn't have a buck pole. And so oh. my buddy whose property it is, who doesn't hunt, like in the meantime, like 
throws up a buck pole <laughs> just so we could take some pictures and stuff. And TJ's like, I knew Adam was going to want to take pictures and all this stuff. But he's over there, like John's like saying, I mean, he's there with the knife. Oh, he like, had plastic gloves oh, man, on he, for you know, he, two hours, he, he three had, hours He had waiting. nothing but a T-shirt on, man. It was like 40-some degres, you know. <laughs> he's like over there running around and stuff, you know. He's like, hey, yeah, when are, you, when are we going to do this? When are we going to do this? <laughs> ninja, you know? he's going to ninja those. Well, and he <laughs> said, he said, I planned on doing four. He said, I figured four to five, four to five this week. And he's just, I, I didn't plan on doing them all in one night. <laughs> <laughs> and so by the time like the smoke cleared on everything it was 10 o'clock by the time everybody got back to camp and right. we collected oh, up yeah, all the deer yeah, yeah. and then we had to hang them up and take pictures and one of the things and in, 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 i don't think i don't think michael was really um trying to say we were doing something wrong but he was because we were making fun of joe because he shot the the family group <laughs> but it was just like busting your buddy's balls he's like no 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 deer shaming you know don't do any deer shaming and it's like there if you this is not this is just deer camp like this <laughs> right. is not deer shame there wasn't it wasn't like we were looking sideways at him and saying, "I, you know, you shouldn't have done that." Right. It, it was like that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> like you have to. It doesn't matter. You got to bust your balls. You know, it's like <laughs> right. it's, it's like we looked at Tim Clark's deer and said, "Man, imagine what he would have been next year." <laughs> and like, who gives a shit? You know, it was just yep. so cool. And it was like the atmosphere at camp was super cool, like all weekend. But Saturday night, and and I don't want you to like as a listener to think like, Oh my God, everybody was just like getting drunk and hooping and hollering. Like that was what was crazy is that even the guys that weren't getting up in the morning, like nobody drank. Like I went up with an 18 pack, not even, it was a partial 18 pack and I went home and I still had a beer left in the cooler, you know? So, well, I, yeah, so you were drinking ours. I, mean, I took. <laughs> I, so when we went to the Total Archery Challenge, I took all the beers out of my fridge. Yep. I set it out. We did the food. I turned around, and all the beer was gone. And it was. Really? It was. Yeah, and John's. It was like yeah. it was like over a hundred and some beers. This time I brought all the same thing, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get rid of these. You know, there's a whole cooler full of beer still yeah. and thank god yeah. and everybody <laughs> i hit it a couple of times yeah and everybody was just you know having a couple beers and then back to the uh rules and regulations um i think it was saturday we yeah it was saturday because the guy only works on yeah saturday, saturday morning. morning so i'm late, I, late morning i come back from hunting and uh everybody's you know milling about or whatever I go over to my camper and there's this big yellow sticker that says township supervisor or something. It's got a name and number. And then there's Ordinance. all these regulations uh, printed out for me. And, and he's like, uh, did you get your note? <laughs> so what happened? I mean, you guys were there. Well, I was still in bed. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was there. I was laying there and I heard, I'm like, who the hell is talking outside my camper like that? I didn't recognize well, I seen you talking to that guy and it didn't even dawn yeah. on me well, at first. He pulled was, up on Jason's you know, side, of course, and he got out and he says, or one of the guys at camp said, hey, how's it going? And he said, all right, well, who owns the property? I said, uh, neither one's here. I, neither one. And I, I said, well, I better get over there and <laughs> kind of. 
smooth things over here real quick. He was seemed ornery at first, you know, but it wasn't uh, bad at we'll all. I mean, he told that. him, this is two properties. And the guy said, oh, okay. Because you're only allowed four campers, four campers, four campers per property. Prop. And then he looked and he goes, four, four. He says, oh, you're good. Uh, except the outhouse, he says, there's got to be a permit posted on the outhouse. I said, well, I'd be shocked if Adam hadn't followed through on that. And, he, and I started talking to him and i just said well what the hell are you doing working on a saturday and then from there it just went like yeah you guys hunting da, 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 back and forth and what did the uh complaint read oh yeah he says oh i gotta read you this complaint and he says it appears as though a village has popped up a on red cedar <laughs> could you please check it out that's what the complaint was or dutch elm or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah and so he even chuckled he yeah. said, all right. He says, but you guys, everybody's leaving Sunday anyways, right? And then when's the portable John going to be gone? I Probably Monday. So he was cool. And he said, well, if he, have, him, have him call me if he's got any questions. So. But I, you had I, also called. I called. I, I left a message with three human beings and two messages on the answering machine. And they're only open nine hours a week or something. Yep. And they didn't call me back, so. And we needed a shitter. I mean, it would have been way worse if I had not had it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There would have been, you know, things left behind. Um, <laughs> but, like, that, I and I think that just added more to, like, the allure of deer camp because it was just something else to talk about, you know. like Like, they were talking about, like, well, if there's any fees or anything. <laughs> I forget who I was talking to. We start, We did talk about that. I forget. It was, I don't know if it was one of the out-of-staters or what. I said, next year we're going to have a two-holer. That'll speed things up a little bit there. <laughs> He's looking at me like that. I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> I said, well, Frank grew up with a three-holer. Yeah, that was The whole I, family was out was there. I was young. Yeah. Real young. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't have indoor plumbing, right? Oh, heavens no. <laughs> It wasn't made yet. And and believe me, when they <laughs> talked about the Montgomery Wards and the Sears catalogs, the smooth pages, that's what we wiped with right there. Wow. <laughs> there wasn't no sh- regular shit tickets. Smear you know? sheets. Yeah. Oh my Newspaper. Uh, well. Whatever. Well, that's like our, so our deer camp in the, in the UP, when I first started going up there, there was no power. There was, um. We had a generator, there was kerosene lights, and there was an outhouse. And there's, I mean, now we got power, we got a shower, um, we got satellite TV, but we still have an outhouse. So it's it's still. But know, it's a nice outhouse. Mm-hmm. Well, now the new now one. Now it is. You seen the new one? That no, I haven't, I haven't uh, oh. got to frequent that one yet. Yeah. The, the new one's about as big as this room. What I enjoyed the most about the old one, though, was, was the, the seat. The seat, dude. <laughs> you could go out there and it'd be like 20 degrees, man. It was one of those like raised foam seats. Yeah. And so, I like, mean, as soon as you sit on it, it's a little chilly, and then all of a sudden, man, she warmed right up. <laughs> that's no bullshit. That's for real. It was like them old hot seats that you used right. to sit on, you know? But I think, like, what I wanted to kind of uh, – the point – like to get across or, or like to, to discuss was like, you know, John, how many years have you been hunting? Well, 
I'll be 48 this year. I've been hunting since I was 12. Outside of like shooting a big giant buck or whatever, like when have you had more fun going deer hunting? Well, it's been a long time. I, you know, Ohio, mm-hmm. like, but that was some, you know, that was some serious, like, especially the first year, whatever it was like, we busted our balls because we were driving, getting up early. And right. We, you know, we didn't have much time to even drink a beer. Right. The next year when we were on the mountain, all the deer got killed and all the beers got killed, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was fun. But this was a whole different, you know. Right. Like, it wasn't. This, this was like, hunt if you want to hunt. Don't. If you don't want to hunt. You know. Well, it it kind of, sp- like, so my son, you know, he he graduated high school this year. Last year he was doing like football and girls and the year before that was football and girls. So he didn't hunt much. And then he ended up getting up there and seeing all these guys and listening to all the stories. He's pretty, you know, quiet and laid back, kind of like me. But then on Saturday he shot his bow all day. He did like hundreds of times. Right. And then he hunted with me that night. And on the way back, he's like, dad, we should bring the camper to to our property. And then he's like, I want to, He's, he gets back and he's getting all the, he's wants a different bow and this and that. He ended up, he came back up, got all the hunting gear. And I think he ended up. Did he come over to my house? Yep. Went over to Frank's. This is when I'm, so I flew out Wednesday morning. He was at the house Tuesday night, got all the gear and stuff. And I'm like, he's like, I'm, I'm going to go back up there and hunt. I'm like, by yourself? He's like, yeah, I'll just see, sleep in the Subi, Dad. I'll go sleep on my pro- our property up in Irons. I'm like, yeah, maybe you should just wait till I get back. Nope. It, like, sparked something in him. Because he actually called me then Thursday or Friday night. And he went up, mm-hmm. and he found the spot, got all set up, and then the rain, <laughs> the rain poured yeah. on him. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm heading back home to dry my clothes out, Dad. But so, like, here he went from not you know not hunting for two years to going up to that deer camp and now all of a sudden he's going out on his own so it was like but i think you know one of the cool things about it was all of the like the learning like the things that you kind of like take for granted and and that's what i said about going out to that elk camp was like that sitting around the fire or whatever and telling stories and you know reminiscing about the day and then back in the day and all that stuff but like the knowledge and it's not i don't even i don't even think it's like the knowledge i don't i don't think i don't think that's the right word but i think just seeing that other people are doing it because i don't think that you really i mean i'm sure that jet learned some stuff but i think what maybe he realized and a lot of these other guys did was like, yeah, if you were to just drop somebody without that and say, Hey, you got to go hunt there. It, it might be like overwhelming or like daunting, but when, you know, now he's got a spot where he can just go in and now he can start to, you know, start with that baseline of building blocks to go in and, and right. work from instead and, of just being like, well, where am I going to hunt dad? How am I going to do it? And that was like, so like in the past I've always hunted for him, you know, and he's come with me and he's had opportunities like he should have killed or had an opportunity at a doe. The one time I ended up shooting it cause he had, was just not paying attention, <laughs> but, and, and he, he would listen to me, 
But then I think when he's seen the, the group and that there's yeah. guys going out not seeing anything, and then there was guys that had opportunities that passed, and then then the night that five deer are killed and he went on the track, and then listening to all the stories and like where, especially with Tom, Tom, you know, telling telling the guys like, you know, f- right off the road, like following tracks through the sand and then finding the acorn trees and finding that hot sign, and then. He, and then, so then he went in with me and I'm like, okay. So I hadn't been to that spot that till the night before, you know, when I got there with Pat, I'm like, okay, I'll just go whatever way you don't want to go. Like, so Pat went off the trail to the right. And so I just started working my way through the woods, just trying to, you know, look at stuff, end up, you know, there's a bunch of little potholes out in there and them deer love to frequent, you know, their little transitions, high ground, low ground. And I ended up pushing a couple deer. I bumped a couple. And so I kept going a little farther. And I th- I'm pretty sure I heard him bump again. And then got up and I found a couple good cross. You know, I didn't find any good acorn trees. But I was like, it's at the point where I got I to get in a tree. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I had a big doe come out. And I seen two more come out behind her. And they went, you know, like straight away. And then she come in. That's when I was like, oh, sweet. Big lone doe. And then she's coming right in on the runway. And then all of a sudden, little dummy comes running from behind me downwind. <laughs> me, me. And then stops like right in my shooting lane and then runs over to her. <laughs> Freaking like starts banging on her belly, starts drinking. Oh, yeah. And then mama kicks her off and she runs off. And then she, mama walks right, right to where I'd come in and crossed the runway, which was 10 yards. Stopped. And then so she turned and then walked diagonally right through my shooting lane you know, you know like from 15 to 20 i could have just but then i was like that was going through my head like and then of course i get back and tom's like i would have shot her like basically don't be a bitch you know <laughs> <laughs> he's like i never feel bad <laughs> but then jet ended up seeing a buck too and i think that maybe yeah right so so the story so then I was like walking them through it, like, okay, I, this is where I sat, and I'd seen the deer the way they were moving, and that doe did get end up getting downwind of me, and she blew. So I'm like, all right, we're gonna go. We're gonna, her. we're gonna go in <laughs> a little bit further, and we're gonna just kind of push our way in, and we, you know, on the whole way, I'm, you know, pointing out we found some rubs, some fr- a bunch of fresh poop, and some good good crossing trails in between like three of those little potholes. But right in that section where I'm like, man, this is where we should be sitting, you know, but there was no tree. It was all those red pines. And we're trying to put two saddle, you know, two platforms and have two of us. Cause basically I was the hunter, you know, but anyway, we ended up, we had to go past it about 30 yards to find a tree that we could both get in. And sure enough, like five thirty. Two does come walking out right down that trail that we had just crossed. And he's like, Dad, they went right through where, you know, right where you said they were. <laughs> like, and so now he's like, he's retaining that stuff. Like after, after hearing all the stuff at camp and then we went out and did it and seen it. And then that was like, like I said, 530. Then at like quarter seven, still good shooting light. The wind died right down to nothing. It was super calm and we were sitting there. I was up above them. I was kind of leaning down. We were kind of whispering and I, I hear something off to my left on the backside of that pothole. 
And I was like, hear that. And he looked over and, sh- I mean, it was instant. Like, there was no doubt it was a nice, or a buck. He's like, it's a buck. But it, he just, the buck just kind of walked and then skirted down. He was like 50 yards. I never, I didn't get to see it because of the way the, the pine boughs, I was up a little higher. But then he just kind of walked off and then, you know, he never come into shooting range. But that was like kind of confirmation for Jet. Like, there's a buck in there. Like, and so seeing how we walked in and listening to those guys, it's like, well, I can do this. So now he's all excited. Like, I'm going to go up and do it myself. You know? Well, that's what's cool is because, you know, for a lot of the time, and you said he had a bunch of homework to do or something, mm-hmm. but he was just like not out there when everybody was out shooting bows and dinking around, you know? So, and then in the evening, like he was here and there, but I, it's one of those where I wanted to make sure everybody was like having a good time, like whatever. And I'm like, Oh, where's jet? Like, what's he doing? You know? So it's super cool to hear that. Like he's like all jazzed up. Cause honestly, Tom must've said it a hundred times while you're there. He's like, there's a lot of guys that'll never get to experience just the camp. Part. I couldn't believe how many of those guys, even Johnson, uh, John. Yeah. He said, I've never been nothing like this. And he's hunted, what, all his life? Yeah. And I thought that was that is cool as hell. Well, I'd never met him before, uh-huh. right? And he lives not far from yeah, me. Yeah, he only lives probably five miles or Near. less than five miles from me. Yeah. And the thing was, you know, then we the more we talked – you know, I says, well, you know, a lot of people. Well, I knew his dad, yeah, you know, Dave. you know, I knew his dad, you know, and I'm going, oh, shit. You know, I mean, you just don't, you know, you don't realize it until you sit there, you know, and, and sit down with somebody and you start bullshitting, you know. But what was, I don't know. It was, it was kind of cool. It sounds like Frank wants a little bit more defined roles next year. Cause he, he kind of felt like the camp bitch, I think, cause he was over there with the food, but <laughs> Well, it usually comes our way. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a magnet, man. But it was I, I, think, I, I found out Adam's strategy. He does put out a fucking table. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then he goes, "Well, look at all that room Look at all those got. tables over there at Uncle Frank's." You know, <laughs> no, it was cool. But what I was going to say is that like all the food was at Frank's trailer, and that's where Frank and Ernie were staying, and. So everybody would be, like, out around the fire or whatever. But, like, during the day, like, guys would, you know, sit and talk. And then when they went and got the food, it was, like, it was like FaceTime with Uncle Frank and Ernie. So they got, the, you know, you'd be like, where's somebody else? Oh, they went to get food. They've been gone for an hour. You know? <laughs> right. And, I mean, they're 50 yards away. But, like, in between these two campers, and you go over there and Uncle Frank's just bullshitting with everybody and carrying on. But. You know, Ernie's at the map, and he's looking at people's phones. I have never gone. I I run Onyx, and I've never been on that so much in my life, (laughs) sharing stuff, what I did. And they'd come to me and says, hey, I'm over here, and look at this terrain. You know, I said, well, okay, let's look at it, you know. It was like and we had. It was, it was, it enjoyed there was, it. There was actually a time where I told him, I said, you might need to get the fire extinguisher out. Your fucking phone is smoking. <laughs> oh, no shit. It was crazy. It was it was enjoyable. But it was cool because we had, like, the resident, like, 
the old timers like <laughs> all right what do, where are we going what are we going to do you know but the thing was is that that was what was difficult for me like going into it like trying to set up something like this like i don't have 30 spots to hunt myself because i don't i don't hunt like the spot you know like right. Like I, I did what I would have done if I was going to go up there and hunt. Like, well, I seen deer cross the road here. They're over here all the time. So let's go in there and find out why they're there. Right. But it's like, you know, like they're saying earlier, like, well, you, you hunt up here, you know, you know, you know, it's like, <laughs> fuck, I do. Like, <laughs> well, the thing was, you know, we didn't, when we pulled the trailer up the day before, we were up there the day before, weren't we? I like, think so. Pulled the fifth wheel in there. Cause I went up there on Monday and you guys went up there Tuesday. Yeah. Yes. So then, that's correct. Yeah. So, so two then, days ahead of time. Yeah. That we, we got a chance. You know, to look, we got a chance to look around a little bit. You know, that day. You know, road scouting mainly, but we, we yeah. went out and looked. We made a couple of tours out by yeah. foot. That like know, that yeah. reminds me. Like, I mean, I know when when I was young and we'd go turkey hunting, mm-hmm. but also when I did go bow hunting with my dad, it'd just be like we would just drive dirt roads for hours. That's all we like, do, Frank. And just looking out the window and then backing up. <laughs> yeah, he he you pa- see that runway, Henry. Yep, <laughs> he, he, he passed that knowledge along to Frank. And so, like me being like a eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old kid who's you know super hungover, got up super early, and like we're going to hunt. So we go and hunt. We're done. You know, we'll be done hunting by ten o'clock. Well. Shit, you're not getting home till one, two o'clock. It's like, I want to go check this spot out. And you'd get out, get out, you'd walk a hundred yards off the road, and you're like, Oh, there's a rub here, there's a scrape here. And we never hunted any of those spots ever. But we always just walked in and checked them out, you know. And we looked at every single track and we backed up. And it was like, You see that runway? You see that runway? Oh, look at that runway. Oh my god, they're crossing here. But I know your dad, like I don't don't know if it was Fred, I know someone killed a deer based off of like in my tenure like where your dad would just go in that minivan and just park yeah. along the side of the road and watch deer cross and say i oh, see yeah yep. seen a buck cross at this time nice one coming across at 10 o'clock frank down there right <laughs> on that corner right there you know <laughs> that's how he found that queer spot over there oh the guys love that up at camp i mean every time you refer to that you'd call it a queer spot <laughs> They just like double over, or just like look at me. Like, <laughs> did he just say that? Well, and, and we have, I, honest to God, that he, he told me about. He said he saw a buck cross that corner. You know, well, I went over there and looked, man. There were scrapes right on, right off the road, right there. Mm-hmm. So I, I go in there. Well, there's no place to to put my stand, right? I mean, there's no trees. So I, I put it right on the base of one of the trees, right there at the bottom of it. You know, and I'm sitting on my stand on the ground. I cut this one little thing, sapling off, and stuck it in front Charlie of me. Charlie Brown tree, and uh, the scrapes were right out in front of me off this curve. And I'm I'm sitting there, and I I kept hearing something behind me, you know. And I I thought, man, it's coming up behind me, and it was kind of thick back there. And I was leaning around, leaning around, leaning around, looking, couldn't, never did see anything, you know. And then all of a sudden, I just turned and looked back. And I got a dandy eight point right on that scrape in front of me, and he's probably 10 yards, you know, and I'm going like, my God, this is like 9 o'clock in the morning, you know? <laughs> and if you'd have shot that deer off the ground, the arrow would have landed in the road. Probably. Oh, it would have crossed yeah. the road, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, literally, the scrapes? 
I would say 40 Le- feet. Legal distance. 40 were, feet off know. the road? Oh, you're on the other side of it. Yeah, absolutely. So you were, you were 60, <laughs> maybe 75 feet off the road. <laughs> but it's, it's crazy, though, how that stuff works. You know? Yeah, but that's Older all. Old dirt road. My dad, my old man would tell me that about oh, yeah. 100 is about. I mean, even up until, like, he couldn't drive anymore. <laughs> up until that point. Oh, yeah, I seen a whole bunch of deer. You know, go down there. Oh yeah, he was always he was he loved he just loved to drive around. You know what I mean? He loved being in the woods. You know, and then it got tough for him to walk. You know, right? But he would he would be in that van, man, and I mean he would like, yep, yeah, right over there, Frankie, right there, ten <laughs> thirty, <laughs> perfect, sleep in. Yeah. But that's how it was up there, though. You know, like the guys driving around. You know, seeing the deer, you know, the deer movement during the day and then right. kind of. But that's like what I, you know, I I think when I say that that to me was like a real Michigan type deer camp, you know, Chris Burnett, he says, he says, you know, this is great. He's like, if you want to hunt, hunt. If you don't want to hunt, don't hunt. If you want to hunt hard. Go ahead. And, if you and don't want to hunt that hard, yep. don't. There was a lot of different shared knowledge, I mean, on every aspect of, of the camp, you know what I mean, as far as uh, bows or shooting your bows, you know, or, you know, TJ was the deer cleaning, you know, and all that stuff, you know, and yeah, sure, if you guys drank, you know what I mean, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, other than that, I mean, it was great. There was, I mean, we had, that was a plethora of, of information, you right. know. But I, but I think like a lot of times, you know, you're talking about driving around and just looking for tracks and doing this stuff, you know, people get caught up in like the big deer and going deep and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, if you are of that mindset of like, I just want to go up, have a good time, shoot a deer, like that could be a lot of fun, a lot more fun than posting a picture of a big buck on Instagram that nobody will freaking well, remember. Even, even if you are a serious hunter and you or you're only shooting decent bucks, let's say Eric Nelson or somebody like that, and they still came here and had a great time. Yeah, it's a getaway. Well, and for him, and Eric sent me a camp. Pic- picture yesterday morning of like he called it a spike, but it was I mean it it was three on one side. It was a six i mean but it was looked like a sick of deer like a big one you know um and he's like grinded him out of the marsh this morning you know perfect did it did just what i wanted but just not big enough and i said would he have died last weekend and he's like oh god yes (laughs) (laughs) you know that's that was just the vibe of the whole weekend you know it was it was just fun right yeah there was no no pressure no to be like the big buck slayer, you know, like it, it was just fun. Well, yeah. and I, so I was, we get, oh, I, I should say this. Um, we gave away a ton of stuff from latitude, from trophy line, zinger fletchings and some huntworth stuff. And, you know, for the guys that ended up basically like the guys that came from the longest, I gave, and, and, tj for what he did and then i just kind of had a grab bag where everybody else just kind of picked whatever they wanted out of there um because i really did appreciate 
everybody like coming up there and, 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 you know, taking the time going all the way up there. But I was like going to do that as like, I had a, it was going to do like the smallest deer, you know, the biggest buck, like first blood, like all that stuff. And Wyatt like took the plasma cutter and drew these things out and made these plaques <laughs> for everybody. Um, and that, that was super cool, but I wanted to make like the smallest deer or like a thing so that it wasn't. So we got away from that. Like, right. You'd be like, Hey man, I can get a prize if I shoot this, <laughs> you know? Um, because that if in the timing of the hunt, like if you would have timed that hunt, like when things were happening, like when bucks were chasing or they were hitting scrapes or like all this stuff was happening, you'd be more apt to pass. Cause you'd be like, Oh, I don't know what's coming. Or I saw, I saw a big one go by out there. So I didn't shoot this one. And you know, Waltz had a camp for two years down there. And I think it's kind of like around like the rut type, or like, I know he's doing like a rut one. I don't know, but they've yet to kill a deer and they've been passing deer. And he's like, I can't get people to shoot deer. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you just got to incentivize it. <laughs> 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 or you got to shame them. You got to yeah. shame them into yeah. not shooting. You, get, <laughs> you guys better get some meat tonight. <laughs> you, see, you, you pass it. You pass the deer again. It'll be the last deer you ever hunt. That's all you and I, and I, the thing that I took away from this too is is it what's overwhelming to me is I'm not good with names, you know? So I had to ask these guys every time I talked to them, you know, what, what's your name? <laughs> you know, and I hope you guys don't get pissed at me for doing that, but I mean, <clears throat> that's just the way I work, you know, that's the way it runs in the family. Cause I'm yeah. the same way. Like, like I know the guys, I just, I can't remember names or the shit. Well, it's, and it's easier for them. You can take 25 guys. Okay. I'm one. You know, they say, uh, we, we know Uncle Frank, you know, right. yeah, it's kind of hard to miss me, you know what I'm saying, or or forget my name, you know. Like, I, well, I got a sticker with you on my cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I apologize if I, if I, if I mess some names up or something, but I had a great time and, and I really, really enjoyed it myself too. It was fun. Well, and that was the thing is like, I didn't really know. You know, because you didn't really hunt. You hunted, like, one day. You hunted, like, I hunted two once. Sundays. I hunted twice. Yeah. But it's like. <laughs> Blow down city over there. <laughs> Come out of the woods like, my God. Where's my caddy? <laughs> <laughs> There's several takeaways that were pretty cool. Really. Highlights for me. Five deer hit, five deer recovered. Mm-hmm. Good takeaway. Nine yeah. arrows flew in one evening. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had two guys tell me they never ate that good before hunt- while hunting, <laughs> and I'm going, really? Yeah, that was that was just so, so average food we, for us. We got to say, like you know, you know, so Pat Pat made next year we'll do something a little bit special spaghetti, and that was really awesome. Yeah, Chris and Jack made uh, chili chili, and that was for midday, and that was it was great, and I I felt like it was just a good. That's camp food. Thing to, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of fill your belly. So you didn't have to think about it. You just went and went and ate. But, yeah, everybody got enough to eat. But, but yeah, I mean, that was just. Just. That wasn't anything. We're used to it. Yeah. We, we prepare well. Yeah. Well, we had to do the garlic bread, though, right, John? Garlic bread. Oh, we cooked yeah. hot dogs. Yeah, hot dogs. Just you know. throw them on the flat. Well, yeah. and then Pat, oh. uh, Brian. 
Was it Brian all that, that sausage that night? Oh yeah, it up yeah. On yeah. That table they, that they night? hooked it right on the fire. And wow. Michael brought yeah. how much cheese? Smoked oh, cheese. Oh my god! There was ten pounds at Easy. least. Easy. Of, of cold smoked cheese, yeah. like different kinds, and it was just yeah. There was that, a, that was great. There, really was, good. there was plenty of food, but I mean, you know, we can we can tweak it a little bit, and make it a little a little better. Yeah, but it was. I mean, I think for a uh, a, a first time doing it. B, you know, never hunting any of the land before. It was very, very successful um, from that. But the the camp was the the, yeah. the star of the show. I mean the the atmosphere. The, well, you think about the it. Together. You know, there was a lot of people in the woods, right? Well, but, but my cousin Ben. But that's it only took said. two days, and. All of a sudden, most people were where they needed to be. Can you imagine right. if they had a, you'd have hunted two more days? Yeah, what? TJ would have had to call up recruits. <laughs> right, I was, you need to put a motor on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I was telling Might my cousin Ben, you know, point. how many guys were going to be up there, and he's like, "Well, yikes!" He goes, but he <laughs> says, "Well, you got the numbers, so like, so this odds are pretty good. If you spread out, you're gonna, you know, you're you, kill something. Kill something. Well, I mean, in in it." You know, like Ernie said, you know, it took a couple of days, you know, to get everything kind of figured out, you know, you know, where, you know, and, and you got the moon, you got the wind, you know, and all that stuff you're figuring. And you it know. looked like they were settled back into that evening movement too. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, all that Saturday night. Yeah. That's when everything yeah. happened there, you know. But I, I just got to say thank you guys for, oh, you no, know, no yeah. problem. I enjoyed it. Helping out, helping, you know, point people in the right direction. And, uh, you know, finding deer, you know, yeah, yeah. there he is right there. <laughs> that was cool. We I, didn't have to track. I just, yeah. <laughs> last blood's right here, you know, and he's standing in front of him, you know, or standing well, he with him. Well, looked up at a little ribbon he yeah, had in the tree, and I go, marker, all right. You know? I heard Frank. So there you go. It's right there. There's a deer. <laughs> I just, that. The damn near stepped on it. That, that part to me is just so cool, like the, that. All the guys getting to go out and do the tracking and go yeah. and experience that, and you know you're you're right, John. I for, I kind of just forgot about that. Like you know, we went and found Josh's deer, came back, and I knew where Tim was going to be, so I'm like, oh, there's his excursion, and then we could see the lights right off the road, so we just popped in there, and it was like, holy shit, there's ten guys, a village, <laughs> you know, Small village. like. But what's cool about that is like, I mean, like I said, he. He showed everything that he did, showed where he shot it, and then we all tracked it together. And then there was guys on the track that had never tracked a deer before. And so, and they were asking questions and stuff and not feeling stupid about like, here you're in a camp with a bunch of guys. Some guys would be intimidated to like, I'm not going to ask him. Like, I don't want to sound like I don't know anything, but it wasn't that kind of atmosphere. It was like, all right, what do you, how come you're doing it like that? Or what was that about? And, you know, and so it was. Well, and the thing is, is that I, I I say this often, but any time that he's in camp, and not that he just would fit in my pocket, because I say that every time too. But, <laughs> but I, he that, did take the brunt of some short stuff. <laughs> he got the short stick. Is that what you're saying? Oh boy! <laughs> but no, that Tim's like one of the best. He's one of the best guys that I know. But as far as like explaining things and all the saddle stuff, I mean, there is. 
there's nobody better, I would say, as far as teaching. But, you know, you think about, like, what we, you know, we went to Dan Infall Scouting Seminar, you know, and that was, that was cool, but it was all historical. Oh, this is what I did at this time and this. Like, those guys really got that 100% in real time that you, oh, I mean, boy. you couldn't. You couldn't repeat that if you tried, really, you know, to be like, okay, we're going to bring guys out. We're going to kill a, a buck on public land that we've never been to before in our lives. Right, and then explain. And then explain everything. Yeah, yeah. like the knowing that tracks went in, he had circled it, you know, it just happened that that pothole had, he could go all the way around it. Mm-hmm. So he knew that there were deer in it. Then he found the acorns, got up, and it was like, bam, the deer walked right up. There was actually two bucks in there that come up. Yeah. Just like he read him. the script. And the other one didn't make it to him because he killed the first one. And he's seen a bigger buck, mm-hmm. like, during that sit, like, a really nice buck. But he still killed the other buck, who, which was nice as well. I mean, right. But, but that's, I mean, if nobody killed anything, like, my, like, out, like, my, like, trump card is like, hey, you came to a hunting camp with the world's worst bow hunter like that's on you buddy but 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 the fact was is that you know there were all levels of of hunters there and you know the the guys that are really have it figured out were on deer you know just like that and you know most of them killed deer or shot at them i mean i feel like tom gave away a hundred spots and then you know he's using a stick bow, so right. Like he made a a perfect shot. Four, well, four like, feet over the um, deer or whatever. We had to hold somebody's hand. I mean, no. everybody was a hunter. No, right. no, no, no. But what I mean is, like, you know, that's what's cool. I didn't know what to expect when you said thirty, and I'm thinking, okay, Patreons, they they got to be interested in hunting, right? They're listening to a bow hunting podcast. But I think so. But, I did. It was nice. But the level of guys that were there, but the I think one thing that like like manifested itself that I didn't realize is that those guys like were like so committed that they were like, okay, well, I want to go to this, yeah, yep. you know, with like not knowing what to expect any more than I did. Maybe they thought I knew what I was doing as far as you know. But when we found when we found his Jason's deer, you know, the look on his face said it all. You know what I mean? It was like a kid in a candy store. He was excited. He was excited, dude. And then when I told him, well, that's a buck, <laughs> you know, oh, you're kidding. You know? And I said, no, no, dude. And it, But I mean. I said, it's not real big, but it's going to yeah. be tasty, I said. But, but I mean, it's, you know, that <sighs> was that was a, a fun, fun time, you know oh, what yeah. I mean, right there, just to. You know, the way we found a deer and stuff, and he was, I mean, he was jacked, you know. He was yeah, jacked he was up. He was he up. was excited. Pretty normal, though. Well, and Ernie, you'd mentioned Eric Nelson and um, John Johnson. Those yeah. guys hunt that area. Right. And they have killed nice bucks mm-hmm. in there. And they weren't like, hey, don't go into my area. They Absolutely. were like, they, they were like, care. come on. Yeah, you yeah. know. You're and, welcome. And when I told Eric about it, I was like, I'm not trying to, like, get in on your spots. And I was avoiding like I never even scouted over that area, you know, cause I didn't, I, part of me is like, I didn't want to see it cause I know that he hunts in there. So if like mm-hmm. I found something good or whatever, I'd be like, you know, 
got, feeling like I want to go in there. Um, but he's like, no, man. And he's like, I'll take people in there. He's like, it's like bringing a kid in there, you know, like her. Like yep. when you, John, maybe you have this experience before and maybe it's changed now. But like, you know, when you like drag a kid along who doesn't want to do something, but they're they're in there. And then you have an opportunity for maybe somebody you don't know, but they're like super excited or it's going to be their first time or, or whatever. I mean, it's, it's a whole nother Oh, ball yeah. game and i think probably when jet like flipped the script and was like oh i love this now it's like well, like yeah, a light switch yeah, went yeah, off yeah. he goes he's seen how what it takes to do it right firsthand and he knows he can do it right and you know his it, confidence level sky high now I'll well bet. that was the thing like so like i said i brought him he's seen deer a ton of times mm-hmm. you know and then, and i've explained to him like what we're doing and why we're here and there and, and like like the night that he should have killed or had a shot at that one doe, you know, I told him like where the deer are going to come from. And he was just looking in the wrong direction, not paying attention. And they come right out. He's like, and he was so mad. He's like, I wanted to throw my bow out of the tree. He's like, here, you served it up basically on a silver platter. And I'm, <laughs> I'm on the other side eating a pile of poop. Like, you know, he was like, but, but it's like I think it, and and I used to do the same thing, like yeah, okay, dad, okay, dad, okay, dad. But then to see that whole group of guys, mm-hmm. and then go out, track a nice buck, do all that, you know, it did it. it you know, that was kind of like the, the little spark to get him back into it. Well, when he called me about his stand, you know, and then he come and got his stand. I didn't even know it. He 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 just ended up. He said, I sat around by the barn, you know, and. And I thought, well, why don't you come up to the house, you know? Give me a holler. And he went in and found his stand, you know, and, and, he, and then he went and hunted the next day and he got in the rain, you know. And I called him. I said, man, you coming over to get your stand? And I said, I got to looking in there, and I said, it's gone. Yeah, I got it, you know. <laughs> so, and he said, I went up and hunted that spot, you know. And I'm going, really? And, uh, yeah. And uh, we talked, you know, for a while. And I said, you know, I says, Ernie and I are going to be up to the trailer, you know, over the weekend and stuff. I said, if you uh, you want to come up there, you know, and stay and, and hunt, you know, you're, you're more than welcome. Oh, man, okay, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I told him, I said, if you let me know, you know. And, well, again, like, it's another fun deer camp. Right, and, that's, and I told him, too, I'm like, I gave him Adam's number. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Adam's going to have more time hunting with me and than I am, I mean. And so he, he would... I'm sure would love to take you mm-hmm. like, and so I'm actually, we are going to go up and camp this weekend. Are you? And that your property? No, we're actually going over towards, well, we're going to Bazell's hunting camp where they're, where they have gun camp. And so I'm like, well, shit, we're going to be up hunting woods. I'm like I haven't talked to Jet yet since I got back, but I'm going to mm-hmm. tell him, Hey, come up. We can go hunt. Where's Bazell's? Uh, well, t- uh, roughly. You, not it's in far. Michigan. It'll, it'll be, it's in Michigan. They'll be giving away spots or any come out. Not far it's from. In, it's in Michigan. Where I stay? Oh, no. Oh, it's no. It's quite a ways. Quite a ways? Yeah. Oh, okay. But I was going to say just, you could just jump north of here. Gotcha. But I think that, I mean, overall we can, we can wrap this up, but it's definitely something that we got to do again. Um, oh, yeah. And... We might have to get like 
some more property. Well, <laughs> well, I'll I'll tell you about that here in a second. We're gonna we, have we better skim, parking. Skim the surface. Yeah. yeah, we 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 got we got some some logistical things to work out, but um, but overall, it was just a phenomenal time. And I'm I, not that I wish it would have went worse, um, but I feel like it's a like trying to capture lightning in a bottle twice. Right. You know, like, like it was, it was really something. Right. So you don't want to well, have people come I up think, next to you. I think and though, I think though with that, with the group of guys that we had, you know, uh, I mean, even if could, a deer you, wasn't killed, yeah, it, it would have been. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, you know, it was, it was a fun time, you know, mm-hmm. shoot like who was shooting a log with the, with my, my stick bow. Eric, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and that was the thing is like, so, uh, Eric is out of New York now he's left-handed and he's like, you know, nobody's got a, uh, recurve. He's like, have Frank bring his recurve. Frank brings a recurve, no arrows. So I, I had some hey, arrows. <laughs> I fletched all the arrows. So, but you know, I mean, he, he, it's midday and, um, I get it out, put it together. And uh, he launches the first one, like, I don't know, a foot over the target. And he's like, oh, man, I suck at this. And then I'm like, no, that's that's what you're supposed to do. Like, you know, you don't know what you're doing. So Tom, like, walked him through how to uh, kind of get on target. And I think he hit the target once. And then he shot the these logs in the back, like, a whole bunch of times. But he's like, he's like, this is so fun. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I love it. Because, like, when you make a bad shot with a compound, like you're like, oh man, because you know you should have done it better. But like, if you mess with the recurve, you're like, ha ha, like I'll get him next time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wow, don't know. did you see that one go? Yeah, <laughs> and that was that was just super fun. And I, I was thinking about it like when you were talking about like you know the group of guys and and the atmosphere, energy, like you know what it did for Jet, like. In that, I can see why you know, like on like these retreats and stuff, when guys go and they like, you know, once you feel comfortable and able to like ask questions or whatever, because I mean, everybody was asking questions, and I think everybody came away, learned something from from the weekend. It didn't matter how what your skill level was. Um, well, and hopefully they didn't hold back. You know what I mean? So they did get you know whatever information they were looking for too. Right. You know. Well, yeah, I think. You know, I think the first annual was uh, appropriate because we definitely have to do that, uh, do that again. And I'm I mean, already looking forward to it. Now, since Tom's in Montana, we're going to have to start putting in for points so we can do the Montana elk camp for the <laughs> Patreon. So if you're listening and you're a Patreon, uh, start putting in for points for Montana. You might get lucky and get him to come back next year. <laughs> Oh, but, he said he wanted to, like, he could work it out. He was going to yeah. come back. So. Yeah, we'll just get him an electrical job or somewhere, you know, for oil. We'll week or two. Traveling. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, so that's just a wrap-up of our uh, our deer camp. And uh, good luck to everybody who's uh, starting this, this good part of the season right now for, for most people. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening.